Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. And uh, Ben Searle has been good enough to get into the studio. He's sitting there poised with the head phones on, microphone in front of him to talk about one of the most intriguing uh, rounds of NPC rugby that I can remember being in a long time because, you know, people were worried about this odds and evens conference and thinking, would it work, would it work this time around? Now, every game, we come to the last game, now every game that I look at over the weekend has real significance. Yeah, it's really exciting, isn't it? There's two or three teams in both pools that still find themselves in the playoff mix, so should be another great round, and I've really enjoyed this format. I was quite critical of it at the start, and I kind of wanted to see that one-table competition that we used to have, but I think it's made for some exciting competition and a huge finish. Okay, let's uh, can we look at the games, <coughs> go through them and, and the significance of them tonight. Uh, first of all, it's uh, Hawke's Bay at home to Tasman. Uh, Hawke's Bay at the moment in the odds conference, so this is a crossover game and Tasman in the uh, evens conference, Uh, but both of them uh, need to win this to guarantee playoffs. Yeah, I think Hawks Bay are sitting in fifth. They're tied on points with Otago, but they're behind them on the ladder because they're one win less. So a huge game for them at home. They get Falau Fakatava back off the bench, so that's a big inclusion. But then I see Tasman. They've got Lester Fying Arnuku and, and Sevu Reese back as well off the bench. So a few All Blacks coming back in, and that makes this even more of a mouthwatering clash. I'm really looking forward to this one, and I think it'll be really tight. Tasman have kind of hit their straps over the last couple of weeks after a slow start. Well, for Hawks Bay, of course, they started with everything. You know, the promise of a very big uh, chance of being title contenders and, of course, the Ranfurly Shield. Uh, and now they're looking, staring down the barrel of neither. Yeah, just a few weeks or even a month ago, you would have said that they were cemented in playoffs rugby, but now they might miss out. So it's pretty crazy how quickly things can change. It is, actually. Um, there's some fascinating as- matchups, as we said, over the weekend. Um, Wellington top of the table... Um, and uh, they are, they're not guaranteed at this point. They're not absolutely guaranteed um, of, uh, of topping the table because uh, Bay of Plenty are sitting behind them, Waikato are sitting behind them. So their match against Counties Monaco is crucial as well. And for Counties, uh, the season is over, but that won't stop them playing. Yeah, I think they'll want to spoil the Lions party. Obviously, they're playing some great footy at the moment. I didn't expect that scoreline against Waikato. I thought it was going to be a lot closer, and many people gave them a good chance to go down and pull away the old log of wood, but it wasn't to be. And I've really been enjoying watching guys like Ruben Love Aidan Morgan just run the cutter for them they're young footballers but they've both got massive futures so yeah I, I like this Wellington side I think they'll be real title contenders 
Yeah, I do too. Uh, for counties, it's been a little bit disappointing, fair to say. Yeah, I thought they had a great start to the season, but they've kind of really tapered off, and we've seen a lot of these top sides kind of get a few players back in the mix as well, which has helped them. Counties, they've kind of battled away, but yeah, a, a hot start, and unfortunately results haven't gone their way as of late. Right, uh, one of the real crucial clashes, both uh, pl- uh, teams are in the the odd, odds conference, and that, of course, is uh, the newly named Bay. The Bay of Plenty, of course, the Bay. They deserve that right. Um, and they are away across the road to uh, Waikato. Uh, Bay of Plenty at this point sit on 32 points, Waikato 31. Wow, what an intriguing encounter this one is. Yeah, and it was made even more exciting by that midweek loss to Northland, wasn't it? I think Bay of Plenty mm-hmm. kind of rested a few troops targeting this weekend's game, but that may come back to bite them a little bit. Dan Hawkins steps up. Not the prettiest technique on the eyes, but he slotted it over the black dot, and that was a huge win for Northland's hopes as well. But yeah, this is a huge matchup. Two fierce rivals, both from the Chiefs Conference, so I think this will be a great game. I think Luke Jacobson's back for Waikato, so that'll be a huge inclusion, but I expect the Bay of Plenty to go up there and give them a good shot. Okay, so what about the influence of Damien McKenzie on Waikato's season? How have you been impressed there? Yeah, I think we've seen with these guys coming back from Japan, it's taken them a few weeks to kind of readjust back into the New Zealand way of footy. So I think we've seen that a bit with him. I still think he's a 15 in my opinion, but at the same time, if he is going to play 10, I'd like to see him stick there for the next kind of period because he just needs time in the saddle to readjust. But he's always dangerous when he gets the ball in hand. I just like to see him a bit more one-on-one in open space. Would you, would you consider him for the All Black Tour to the north or would you say he's more an All Black 15s type candidate? I'm, I'm worried personally that old Stephen Perifeta is going to unfortunately miss out and I think Damian McKenzie might take his spot, which would be a bit harsh, of course. Like Stephen got all of 10 seconds, so he's hardly done anything wrong and he had a massive Super Rugby campaign, but we always hear from these All Black selectors, they love that versatility that these players can bring and I think Damian McKenzie ticks that 10-15 box maybe a bit more than Perifeta, so I think he might find his way in, but both are quality footballers. I'd personally like to see Stephen be rewarded for his loyalty and his form throughout both Super Rugby and his limited opportunities at MPC. Right, okay. Well, we might uh, have a little chat about other prospects for the, the All Blacks coming straight out of NPC as well shortly if uh, we can, Ben. But uh, let's get on to uh, a few more of these matches, which are crucial. Otago uh, sit at this stage just above Hawke's Bay in the odd, Odds Conference in Canterbury, way out in front, uh, of course, guaranteed home advantage and everything because of such a wonderful season that they've had. But they have to go down under the roof in Dunedin. How do you see this one going as a local derby? Yeah, I think this will be an interesting game because there is the potential that Canterbury perhaps rest a few players. Obviously, you mentioned they've locked it up. They're well out in front. So maybe Matt Todd gives a few younger guys a crack and that would open up the door for Otago. So I think Hawks Bay will be hoping that Canterbury roll out their strongest side so they can get the win. But yeah, Otago at home, never an easy beat. And I think they've got plenty to play for. So they'll, they'll be tough. Auckland, uh, Taranaki, Auckland started the season with uh, a lot of promise. At the moment, they're third. They're 16 points behind Canterbury. They got beaten by Canterbury last weekend, of course. Canterbury unearthing some uh, more talent off that uh, production line. Uh, But uh, Auckland play uh, Taranaki this weekend. And if I had to pick a side which has surprised me in terms of performance, it's probably Taranaki. 
Yeah, of course, going into the season, I think everyone had high hopes for them. They were the main campaigners for this one competition format, so hasn't played out the way they've seen it. Stephen Perifeta back in the 10 jersey this week. He makes a massive difference, and I think they're only one of their only wins of the season against Wellington. He was starting in that 10 jersey, so he's the man to lead them around the park, but Auckland with a few guys back in the mix as well, RTS, Angus Ta'aval. I think they'll be too good, but in saying that, they've hardly been as convincing as I thought they would have been. Yeah, well, they, ha- they have to win this because uh, they've got Tasman breathing down their necks. There's so much on this game tonight. Tasman get up and beat Hawks Bay. Auckland are under pressure because the next one we want to talk about is Northland, who are having one heck of a season. Uh, they are just in fifth spot now, and they're only two points behind Tasman. If Tasman were to win, uh, that makes the Auckland game important in terms of Northland going over the top because they, they play a, what you would imagine as a banker. They play a banker match, and they play against Manawatu, who can't take a trick this year, and they play them at home as well. Yeah, I think the best thing for Northland is they'll know their fate heading into this game, so they'll know exactly what they need to do. You've got to feel sorry for the Turbos. You never like to see a team go winless, so obviously there's a few things they need to sort out down there. But I've been really impressed with Northland. I think Josh Morby's been a massive recruit for them at the back, and it's good to see him back from injury. And they just play an exciting brand of footy, so it's good to see them in the quarterfinals mix, and no doubt that'll please the local diehard Tanifar supporters as well. Well, they're going to get a feast of rugby shortly because they've got um, half the Women's World Cup being played yeah. on their back doorstep too. So uh, they're pretty lucky in that regard. Um, and uh, the other game we should uh, talk about because that also has uh, significance. Uh, Southland, of course, have had a pretty average sort of season. They would have wanted more and they started promisingly, I've, I've got to say, but they've just drifted off the pace. Uh, North Harbour uh, really would like to win this one because it guarantees them to stay in second spot. Uh, and that, of course, comes with advantages. Yeah, North Harbour's my side, so I won't lie, I'm a patriotic Harbour fan, so hopefully they can go down there and get the job done. I think they've only lost the one game at home this season, and they've been the surprise package for a lot of people. Obviously that back three is extremely dangerous, Mark Talia, Tavita Lee, Sean Stevenson, and then Bryn Gatlin, probably in career best form, he's carried that over from Super Rugby, so I think they've surprised a few people, and there'll be a few teams not wanting to play them come finals footy. No, exactly right. Um, you're right, uh, Bryn Gatlin's been a good general for them. Yeah, massively, and I think he's just really come on in leaps and bounds, and it'll be interesting post-World Cup. We know a lot of players are probably going to depart our shores. If a guy like him can hang around and keep up this type of form, he might get a reward in a couple seasons' times with a black jersey. OK, well, that brings me to uh, a question I wanted to ask you. Out of the NPC... I know it's a level below Super Rugby, um, two levels below international rugby, but is there anyone from your point of view outside Damien McKenzie who you think that the All Black selectors may take a good long look at? In fact, they'll they'll probably be keeping a, a pretty close eye on the next couple of weeks of this competition, I would think. Yeah, I think the two halfbacks who were probably unlucky in many people's opinion to miss out on that initial squad, your TJ Perinara, Brad Weber, I think they're constantly putting their hands up. I'm really interested in this All Blacks 15 side that will go over on that Northern Tour as well because I think there's going to be a large majority of NPC players making up that team. Your guys like your Ruben Loves, maybe even Sean Stevenson, players like that on the fringe, Mikaile Tu'u. There's some strong players out there going around in this competition, even your Kenny Nahol. He's a young man who's had a bad run with injury. He's had a few bad knee reconstructions, but he's an exciting winger as well. So lots of talent out there. And I think the All Black selectors will be impressed with the level of footy. 
So um, you mentioned uh, quite a few individuals. Would you have any idea how many um, All Blacks are going back into um, NPC rugby in the next week or two? Oh, off the top of my head, I think this week there's around five or six going in. They're, they're the guys that we haven't seen much action of, so obviously Roger Tuivasa, Sheik, etc. But hopefully yeah. come quarterfinal time we get a few more in and saying that though, it can really change the competition. So the likes of Tasman and that could get huge numbers back and all of a sudden they'd probably become favourites. I was just thinking, what about in the hooking role? I know Cody Taylor redeemed himself with a pretty good performance last weekend in the Bledisloe Cup, but Asafa Omua, where do you see him at? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Obviously, he slid down the pecking order. It was good to see he's just re-signed for another couple of years. So obviously, the All Black selectors have given him some kind of hope and faith that he'll be in the mix. I still like Kurt Eklund. I think off the back of his Super Rugby campaign, he probably jumped to Safo Amua. But we've just got so much depth there at the moment. I think Samasoni Takiaho has been arguably our best forward, if not our best player throughout this rugby championship. So he's kind of leapfrogged everyone. Cody Taylor probably in that second rank now. And then you'd have to say it would be your Coles, your Almoa, your Eklund battling out for that third position. There'll be a lot of punters out there uh, listening, Ben, so we better go through your choices uh, for the weekend uh, on the back of, uh, of course, uh, you, you, the homework you've been doing on this competition. So uh, let's go through them. Uh, Counties, Monaco hosting Wellington? Uh, Wellington, 13 plus probably, unfortunately. OK, Wellington, 13 plus. Uh, Waikato, Bay of Plenty? Oh, I'll go Waikato, 1-12 to 12, though. 1-12 to 12 Waikato, right. Otago hosting Canterbury. I'm going to go the upset. I'll go Otago. I think Canterbury might rest a few. Right, OK. Well, that had massive significance uh, in the odds conference. That really will. Uh, Hawks Bay v Tasman tonight. I'll go the home side. Your, your boys, the Hawks Bay. The Hawks Bay margin, close? Yeah, 1-12, to 12, I think. One to twelve, yeah. Southland North Harbour, you'll have to pick your boys. Yeah, yeah thirteen plus, of course. Take put the eye patch on. Thirteen plus at North Harbour, uh, Auckland Taranaki. I'll go the home side again. Auckland, probably close though. One to twelve. One to twelve, and uh, finally, uh, Northland comfortable over Manawatu. Yeah, I think that one could be a cricket score, unfortunately for Turbo's fans. So yeah, Northland thirteen plus. Cool, mate. Um, so how can we get hold of you on your podcast? Yeah, podcast and Instagram, just Surly Talk Sport. Surly Talk Sport. Hey, mate, thank you very much for taking the time to come into the studio. I appreciate your thoughts and your picks for this weekend. We'll see how they go. We'll probably touch base before the finals as well. Ben, thank you very much. Legend, really appreciate it. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.